Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program. I'm Steve Z. Let's get right to it. Good afternoon, everybody. Steve Z coming to you from the front seat of the old F-250 with a few thoughts as I head south. And um, one of those thoughts was just now I've noticed diesel fuel prices in South Louisiana jumped 10 cents per gallon since 5 o'clock yesterday morning. 10 cent a gallon rise. And here's the really ironic greed factor that's involved here. Louisiana produces in state a large, large portion of our nation's diesel fuel. We do not rely on a pipeline to send diesel fuel from the refineries to the gas stations. They have 18-wheeler tanker trucks that just pull up to the refinery, fill up, and then come and drop that fuel into the tanks in the ground right here. In fact, The refinery that supplies the fuel station where I fuel up my 250 is less than 15 miles from my front door as the crow flies. There's no pipeline interruption that should cause diesel fuel prices to jump 10 cents per gallon overnight. I've seen at other stations in the same neighborhood where they have raised their prices to over $3 per gallon for diesel fuel. I just paid $2.79 today. Should have filled up yesterday when my brain told me to. And I would have paid $2.68 and 9 tenths a gallon. But it is what it is. You guys who voted for gropey Joe Biden should be kicking yourselves in the ass right now. If you could turn your knee and your foot around and kick yourselves in the ass, I would appreciate it. For those of you who voted for him, voted for him knowing that he said on the campaign trail that he intended to reduce oil, gasoline, diesel, coal, and other fossil fuels production in the United States of America. He said he would raise prices of fuel and lower availability of fuel so that the sheeple would fall for the lie and start buying stupid electric cars. I've said on this program before and I'll say it again. If they came out with a car tomorrow that ran on electricity that I did not have to depend on a coal-fired, gas-fired, oil-fired, fossil fuel electric generating station to power and to recharge that electric vehicle, I'd be all for it. It is hypocritical at best, ridiculous at worst, to think that that electric car you're driving around in right now is being charged on something other than fossil fuel generating stations for the electric power grid. Coal powers a large portion of our electric power grid, and gropey Joe Biden has sworn to eliminate and end the coal industry. This after months of begging the coal miners' unions to please, please, please vote for him, gropey Joe Biden. Then once elected, less than five months into office, he is now putting an end 
to those coal miners and coal processors' jobs. And it's not just the miners. It's not just those who transport the coal out of the mine and into a truck or onto a train car. It is those massively long choo-choo trains, those locomotive trains that haul freight car after freight car after freight car filled with American-mined coal all the way out to California in some cases. When I worked in Nebraska, in Kansas, in Iowa, in Ohio, in Tennessee, in Kentucky, I saw those coal trains loaded to the gills, taking that coal from America's heartland and sending it out to points everywhere in order to fire their coal-fired electric generating plants and to provide coal-fired heat to their homes in the winter times. Aside from coal, natural gas, which comes out of the ground in natural gas wells, is also captured and transported around our nation to fire up and operate those electric generating utilities that charge those electric cars. And, not to mention, oil, crude oil, refined oil, which fires oil-fired burners and runs those oil-fired electric generation stations around our great nation. And you guys voted for this clown, this feeble groper-in-chief, this mind-numbed silver-alert president. You know what a silver alert is. That's when they put the big sign up on the highway and send alerts out to your phone saying some lost dementia patient grandfather is out there missing. He's wandered away and he's talking out of his head and out of his ass. If you see him, please call police. Don't try to engage him. He might think you're a Vietnamese combatant from the war or a Korean from the war. Don't engage him. He cannot possibly answer you in any coherent, believable, conceivable structure of sentences. You voted for Gropey Joe Biden, America. You voted to put this clown in office, and now you're surprised that suddenly we have a Jimmy Carter-like gasoline and diesel shortage? And an exponentially rising price for gasoline, diesel, natural gas, coal, and of course, the electricity that comes primarily from generating stations that operate on coal, on natural gas, on gasoline, on oil. You're surprised? You could not possibly be that stupid or that ignorant to actually be surprised that our energy independence has just been flushed down the toilet by gropey Joe Biden. A long, hard-fought energy independence that was brought forward by Donald Trump and his forward-thinking, let's make America great again, put America first policies. Instead, you voted for gropey Joe, put America last, Biden. You voted for gropey Joe, to hell with the United States of America, I'm going to do it my way, Biden. You put a man in office who was kicked off the campaign trail when he ran for president, not once, but twice before, 
for lying directly to the camera, directly to the American people. And you watched him lie again this time and plagiarize works written by other people. He lied to you and you were stupid enough to vote him into the office of the presidency of the United States of America and drag along with him the woman who slept her way to the top, Cameltoe Harris. And now you act surprised when the price of lumber is up 240%, the price of copper is up 80%, the price of steel is up 200%, the price of gasoline is up 90%, the price of diesel is up 98%, the price of a loaf of bread, a dozen eggs, and a gallon of milk are up exponentially. You're surprised? The best way to raise taxes on every American after lying and saying you wouldn't raise prices and taxes on every American is to simply cause inflation, which will raise the price of everything. And when the price of everything goes up, the tax on that increased price of everything goes up. And those poor, underserved, underprivileged minority communities that are struggling are paying more every time they go to the grocery store and pay for something instead of shoplifting it. Those poor minority, underserved, underprivileged, poorly earning wage minority groups that gropey Joe Biden cares about, at least in his speeches, are paying more a percentage of their income in taxes than the rich guy. Understand this, the rich guy, he understood what was going to happen. The rich guy has enough money in the bank. He has enough socked away. And he was insightful enough to purchase quantities of non-perishable items to get him through whatever economic doldrums gropey Joe Biden will foist upon this country in the next three and a half years of his dismal piss-poor excuse for presidential administration. Those wealthy people, they don't need to go out and buy a new car today. They already have a new car, or five. They don't need a new airplane. Their airplane will stand by and hold them over until the next Republican administration. Those wealthy people, those earning over 400000 a year, they don't have to worry because their house is likely paid off. Their cars are likely paid off. Their motorhomes, their boats, their yachts, their summer homes are likely already paid off. They won't have to worry about paying increases in taxes like you will, like the poor, like the underserved, like the underprivileged. Those in the upper middle class who have the wherewithal and the intelligence to do so have gone out to Sam's Wholesale Club or BJ's Warehouse Club or Costco. They've gone ahead and bought cases of SpaghettiOs, canned tuna, potted meat, and other supplies. They have a whole house generator at their home. They probably have solar panels on their roofs. They might even have a wind turbine. They might have a well to pump water in case the municipal utility goes down. 
those people are likely way better off than you, way better off than the underprivileged, way better off than the underserved and the minorities in the low income earning brackets. They have most likely gotten a freezer or two out in their garage or in another room in their house, like a large walk-in pantry. That freezer's probably chock full of meat, frozen vegetables, and the like. Knowing that if the power goes out, they have that whole house generator. They have those solar panels ready to go. They are prepared. They bought while the prices were low, as most intelligent folks with the wherewithal to do so have want to do. They will not suffer like the underserved, like the underprivileged, like the low-income minority communities. Yes, it is those communities who will suffer the most under Democrat rule, under the Democrats' so-called care and concern for all citizens plan. If you wanted to, right now, build a new home, the price of lumber would prohibit you from doing so. The price of lumber went up not because of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus. The lumberjacks, those big burly dudes with the flannel jackets and flannel shirts, they weren't affected by a virus. The price has gone up because the Democrats are doing everything they can to panic the public into doing things that reduce supply and increase demand artificially just like they did with disposable masks, just like they did with Lysol disinfectant spray cleaner, just like they did with Clorox wipes and laundry sanitizers, just like they did with every commodity they scared the hell out of you about, such as toilet tissue in the early onset days of the highly exaggerated, much maligned Wuhan China novel coronavirus Kung Fu Wuhan flu. They want you to be lined up in panic mode right now at the gasoline stations. Listen, folks, if you think this one ransomware attack on the Colonial Pipeline Corporation was an isolated incident, trust me, it would not put me, it would not put it past me, rather, that this was not orchestrated by the left, by the anarchists, by the Antifa crowd, by those who seek to destroy capitalism, destroy democracy, destroy our way of life. I would not put it past them one bit to find out later that the gropey Joe Biden, Camel Toe Harris, Alexandria Horseface Cortez, Chuckles the Clown Schumer, Nasty Nazi Pelosi, Adam Schiff, Maxine Waters, and the rest of their crazed ilk were not behind this entire debacle of a presidency, entire crushing of the capitalist economy, entire destruction of our way of life in this country. Wouldn't put it past them, not for a moment. Now, we take this disastrous, small, isolated event that shut down a gasoline pipeline for what, three days now? Two and a half? You are seeing panic buying. You're seeing people lined up with pickup trucks at gasoline stations, filling up their tanks, 
along with 5, 10, 15, 20 five-gallon gasoline cans, the kind you fill up the lawnmower with on Saturday, lining the entirety of the beds of pickup trucks. You're seeing people go to those gasoline stations armed with their pistols, just in case someone decides to do something stupid and try and steal one of those five-gallon gasoline cans. Yes, you'll see people, ignorant people, lined up at those gas stations with the windows rolled up, the engines running, and the air condition cranked away as they hope to get in line in time to get a few gallons of gasoline so that they can drive home in a massive traffic jam and burn up all the gasoline they just purchased. I am even slightly a victim of this scare. I am one who is likely to do a little panic buying when the need arises. Instead of buying a 12-pack of toilet tissue at the onset of the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus pandemic outbreak, I went to Sam's and bought the 48-roll pack. I didn't buy 10 48-roll packs. I bought one. I also, every year, as we are right now in National Hurricane Preparedness Week, every year at this time, I go to the old warehouse club, pick up five or six cases of bottled water, pick up some canned tuna, canned chicken, some beanie weenies, some pork and beans, some canned red beans and rice, gumbo, soup, and other items. I do so to prepare my home in case a hurricane comes, in case it's not bad enough that it destroys my home, but it is bad enough where the utility grid is knocked out for a while and the grocery stores are out of things. Living in southeast Louisiana for the majority of my life and also doing the kind of work that I do in disaster management, disaster preparedness, insurance adjusting, I know I've seen firsthand what it is like to go to a city where there is no running water, where there is no electricity, where there are no working traffic lights, where there is no air conditioning, where there is no grocery store in operation, where there is no gasoline station in operation. I know firsthand, having lived through Katrina, right in the downtown, not downtown, but right in the metropolitan area, five miles as the crow flies from downtown New Orleans, five miles as the crow flies from the Louisiana Superdome, I know firsthand what it is like to go days, weeks, without the ability to get groceries. I know what it's like, indeed, to eat MREs. Any of you in the military know what that's like. I know what it's like because I've been there. And so, I don't need a lecture on panic buying, per se, but I do need to lecture America. If this small, isolated hacking of the colonial pipeline can cripple the nation's energy supply. Imagine what a large-scale hack would do. Imagine if some terrorist organization decided to come on in here and find some clever and creative way to send a fleet of drones to 20 refineries and destroy those 20 refineries with some mystery explosive. Hell, not even by drone. Just driving a bunch of garbage trucks like that Die Hard movie. Right on in there and blow something up. Imagine the panic. 
Imagine the entire shutdown of our nation. My question to America, to our government is, is there truly a plan in place? I know the answer to this, it is yes. But how is that plan to be implemented? What exercises have been done to properly plan for, prepare for, and stock up for some major disaster? But Steve, we have the strategic petroleum reserve in the salt mines in South Louisiana. Okay, so we have some barrels of oil down there. But if the refineries are destroyed, if the refineries' capacity and ability to turn that crude oil into something usable is curtailed, damaged, destroyed, dismantled, discombobulated, my question is, as always, how in the hell is this country going to run? Something like that happens, we will find out who the truly essential workers are. Remember, this nation has to have a ready supply of fuel each and every day, or the nation goes into panic mode. That's all I'm trying to say, people. We have to be prepared for what we have to be prepared for. I don't think that gropey Joe Biden and Camel Toe Harris have the mental capacity, the wherewithal, to properly address something like what I just described. If the little Wuhan China novel coronavirus actually killed half as many people as they're claiming, this nation would be screwed. It was much less than a giant pandemic and much more than the seasonal flu. Donald Trump and the White House Coronavirus Task Force did a yeoman's job of getting things together in the onset of this never-before-seen pandemic. They put processes, programs, and procedures into place to run the nation properly to ensure that the pandemic was properly addressed, to provide Presidential Production Act requirements for large corporations to manufacture things they normally didn't manufacture so that the nation would not suffer long-term. Donald Trump and his administration fostered the development of the vaccines that are now being urged into the arms of many Americans. If you're a Trump supporter and you have not taken the vaccine, why not? It was put into place under his watch, under his guidance and tutelage. I got mine. I don't have to worry, theoretically, about catching the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2021 or 2022 or 2025. Theoretically, I took the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. And I did so because I had faith, as many of you did while Donald Trump was the president, that this vaccine developed under the Donald Trump administration was the right course of action. I know that we were a net exporter of energy in this nation under Donald Trump. And now, in the blink of an eye, in one week's time, the gropey Joe Biden administration, with their already in place plans to stop offshore drilling, to curtail production of oil and natural gas in our nation, they've managed to destroy 
all the confidence that Donald Trump managed to build in his first three and a half years in office. They've eroded it. They've destroyed it. They've decimated it. Literally, in less than a week's time. I urge you, I encourage you, especially those of you who live in the Hurricane Alley, Florida, Louisiana, Mississippi Coast, Alabama Coast, Georgia Coast, North and South Carolina Coast, Texas Coast. Do yourselves a favor this week. If you have any of your stimulus money left, if you have any of that extra bonus unemployment money left, do yourselves a small favor, possibly a very large favor. Find yourself a local grocery store, a local one, not one of the big chains. Go out there and patronize that local business. Buy some beanie weenies or some spaghettios or some ravioli in a can. Come hurricane time, when the power is out, the grocery stores are shuttered, you'll thank yourselves as you twist that can open and heat it over a nice can of Sterno. This is the Truth Hurts program. We'll be right back. My good friend Michael just bit the bullet and bought himself a brand new Chevrolet Silverado pickup truck. My brother also bought himself a new, brand new, spanking new Chevrolet Silverado pickup truck. Both of them should count themselves lucky right now. Not that I'm a fan of Chevy, I'm really not. The fact is, I just drove past the Chevrolet dealership and found not a single pickup truck available on their lot. I think that Mike and my brother got theirs just at the right time. And who do we have to thank for the shortage of pickup trucks in the United States of America, as well as the shortage of cars in general? as well as the shortage of computers and televisions and other electronics? Well, we directly have to blame the Chinese Communist government. They started the whole Wuhan China novel coronavirus thing to begin with, and they are claiming that the shortage in computer microchips used to operate computers, electronics, televisions, and yes, your cars, trucks, and minivans they're blaming the shortage on that Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019, yet they still don't want to take responsibility for starting that virus to begin with. The shortage is becoming critical for new vehicles. People are going on to dealership lots and buying whatever they can when they wreck a car. Not what they want, but what's left you get into an accident today and your vehicle is totaled and you have to go buy a new vehicle, your choices are extremely limited. And guess what? Those dealers know what they've got. The prices, they're not coming off MSRP. One thin dime at many dealerships. Yes, when's the last time you saw a commercial on television that said, take $10,000 off the MSRP on a brand new blah, blah, blah. Even the Shandu Democrats out there, even the Schluter liberals are getting top dollar. My gosh, what a time, you would think, to be a car dealer. But not really, because with no supply, many customers are just staying home, waiting 
sitting on the sidelines, hoping for the day that the microchips come in. And then suddenly there will be a glut of new vehicles. Because you see, my friends, the manufacturers, they didn't want to lay off their employees. So the frames, the bodies, the rims, the tires, the transmissions, the engines, the headliners, the windshields, the seats, the door handles, the door frames, they've all continued to be put together. There are areas, complete racetracks in Kentucky right now, that are sitting filled, not with race cars, but filled with trucks that are 100% complete with one exception. Okay, so they're 99.999% complete. The one thing missing, those magic Chinese microchips. Remember when Donald Trump said we should start returning manufacturing to the United States of America? And he put tariffs on Chinese-made goods to entice American producers into making things in this nation? And you all call Donald Trump an idiot? Those chickens have come home to roost. And now, my friends, had you just listened to Donald Trump and open manufacturing of computer chips in, oh, I don't know, Silicon Valley, perhaps? Perhaps today you would be able to go to your local Ford dealer and have a wide, large variety of F-250 Super Duty pickups from which to choose, or new Silverados, or new Rams, and yes, even new Shandu Democrats and Schluter Liberals, and Toyota Tacomas, and Nissan Pathfinders, and Acura whatevers, and whatever whatevers. But you didn't listen, America. You never listen. I spout the truth on this program several times a day, and you choose not to listen. And now we, the people, the sheeple, are paying the ultimate price. That is the truth, and sometimes the truth hurts. And that wraps up this afternoon's edition from the front seat of the old F-250. We'll see you on the next program. Make it a great day. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts program network. All rights reserved.